0: And I'm here today with an interview with Hans Purge. We had uh, connected <clears throat> and talked a good bit about kind of the issues around um, aging and health and wanted to kind of share some of those conversations. I know it's been coming up a lot in terms of how people are changing their, not just their eating habits, but um, you know, kind of what they're doing with their lives. So Hans, thanks for taking the time to uh, chat today.
1: So oh, thank you also for having me on your medium. Uh James it's it's an honor to be invited to share to share um opinions and facts. So
0: appreciate it. So uh tell us a little bit about yourself you. You actually have a, a background in healthcare, right? So my my background actually more accurately is biomedical research and also pharmaceutical drug discovery. So I have a I'm what they
1: call a, a, a structural biologist. So I look at, in my career, when I was still actively pursuing my career, uh, in that arena was was providing uh, atomic structure of proteins that were involved in diseases, so that the um, so that the medicinal chemist and even the biologist would sort of have a more understanding of structure and function. And for the medicinal chemist, it would be a platform upon which they could design compounds that would eventually become a drug and actually treat that particular disease. So that, that's my background. And, um, and then in 2009, when I took early retirement, uh, I moved into the world uh, of wellness and prevention. So I've been navigating this space for the last 10 years.
0: So wellness and prevention, I mean, a lot of times that kind of stands in contrast to what the pharmaceutical industry offers. So, I mean, was that a difficult transition?
1: You know, not. You know, you just flip, flip the coin of life. You know, it's the treatment, and cures, and wellness and prevention. If you look at the the treatment and cure side, you're 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 doing the downstream, trying to fix what's broken. Whereas on the wellness prevention side, it's sort of upstream medicine. You are you're trying to uh, you know look at things that will support a healthy a healthy body and um, not necessarily cure disease <laughs> per se but but uh keep the body um functioning so that it can deal with the stresses of life
0: yeah, I mean definitely I think they're um and there's so many things that kind of add up in a in a uh kind of compounding fashion whether it's you know, you look at diet, you look at stress, you look at finances and money, you look at all these different issues, uh, location, you know, chemicals, um, you know, just the things we use on our bodies. And, you know, it's like, there are certain risks, it seems. For example, I know with, uh, there was a study out that said, uh, if you uh, consume meats, it's like it increases uh, your risk of cancer by it's something like 25 to 45%. Um, but, I mean, as you add in those risks, I mean, things start to add up, and you end up with bad results. And that's a struggle for all of us, James.
1: And a struggle, another struggle is how, how do we or who do we have that... Uh, that actually we can trust to give us a full understanding of what are the factors uh, that allow us to age usefully. Because really, useful ageing is, is really wellness and prevention. And I think we've come to the point where, you know, we, we know how difficult it is to avoid the temptation. <laughs> and uh, we know how difficult it
0: is to make the right lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but,
1: you know, if, if we we're honest with ourselves, if you if you look at healthy people that have that have a good quality of life, they they most likely have a have a, a healthy diet, whether it contains meat or fish or whatever. That's also very very rich in fruit and vegetables.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they they have the benefit of uh, they're getting what they would call what I would call uh, into a state where at the micronutrient level of vitamins trace minerals and phytonutrients they, they are nutritionally completed at micronutrient level
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and and that's important um, I would say that if you live if you're Amish uh, you have a very high likelihood, here that you can study out it says that looks at why Amish don't get or not afflicted by by the things we all have to deal with but if you're Amish and you you know you eat your happy eggs from happy chickens and you eat your your crop rotated um, fruits and vegetables from your from your nutritionally dense soil, there's a very very good chance that you are nutritionally complete. And I think that I, mean, I think that's that's um, like everything else. That's an area of a huge confusion. But I think the data does show that that um, you know we are as a nation you know, uh, suffering under micronutrient deficiencies.
0: Yeah. So from a standpoint of wellness, aside from like changing diet and improving diet and, and what we consume, like from a standpoint of wellness, what can we do to kind of improve our odds and to kind of uh, take care of our bodies in a better fashion?
1: Well, so, so, so the understanding, you know, that has sort of evolved over the many, many years in life science research has gotten to the point where you can look at it as, and there may be more pillars to this particular um, wellness lifestyle, but uh, at at the moment, you know, what's established is, is, as I alluded to, a good nutritional foundation, both at the micro and micro, because obviously as we age, you know, we need to... Maintain also the the muscle mass that we have. Otherwise, you know, sarcopenia is something that's happening, and we're going to lose muscle mass, and and um, we get weaker and weaker. But at a micronutrient level, we need to ensure that we have we are not forcing the body to make decisions of which organ system is going to get full allotment and which organ systems will have to get do until or have to make to till they can't make do anymore. So that's one of one of the three pillars of the one of the three pillars the other one is obviously you know and, and people know this and you probably know this the, the whole conversation about antioxidants
0: yep
1: and and then how, how do we protect the tissues of life uh from from the onslaught of life which generates you know a lot of free radicals uh you know just from our oxygen metabolism and we have an endogenous antioxidant network that that takes care of, of a lot of it, but there is a there is an exogenous which is you know, we eat we, we we get them from from our diet that actually provide additional support and actually are a good measure of how good the the endogenous system is working. So that that's the that's definitely the second part of, of a wellness stool, and the third part is 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 something that has become even more clear with the sequencing of the human genome and the tools that that has given us is the gene expression part. Mm. You know, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with gene expression. Yes. So basically, your book of life are your genes. And the machinery that turns that book of life into life is called the gene expression machinery. And we're also familiar with nature, nurture, you know, so that's the gene and the machinery of life, which some people call the epigene, of uh, it may be simplification. So if we're making life like we did when we were young, then, then uh, and we protect it and nourish it sufficiently, then there's a, there's a very, very good chance that, that we will live a healthier lifestyle. The fourth part of this tool, which is sort of uh, very exciting, and you probably know, seen this as well, and most people have seen this, is the is the contribution of the microbiome in our
0: gut. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's the inside or it's the outside and the inside that keeps us alive, and the realization that we are, you know, we are a microcosm. I mean, it's. One of the one of the interesting statistics is, if going back to gene expression, if if you were to guess what percentage of genes that are expressing in your body life every day, what percentage of those actually are human, what would your guess be? It
0: would be all of them.
1: So the percentage of all the genes that are expressing in your, in your body, in your system, in your microcosm, only 2% are human.
0: Mm.
1: The other 98% are from all the symbionts that are helping us live. Now obviously, you know, there, are, there are bad bacteria,
0: but then there are also very good bacteria mm. that make up, that make up the,
1: the, the integrity of your gut that actually also require your gut to maybe even metabolize some of the things that you eat,
0: huh well, So,
1: so that, that, that's a very exciting I, I think that's going to be a another major contribution to our understanding of, 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 of what it, what are the
0: factors that allow us to age youthfully. Well, not just youthfully, but i I know for uh, there was a number of studies recently that related. The health and um, gut bacteria to really psychological issues and uh, mental disorders, Um, you know. So it really goes to a point of kind of the quality of life that a person lives as well, based on you know not just happiness, but you know dealing having to deal with you know psychological issues. I, and I, and I totally agree. I mean,
1: there's a slight saying that says nothing tastes as good as healthy. Is. And you know <laughs> when you are vital and you have that energy to do to do what it is that you want to do, and you feel on top of the world, that's a feeling that that you can't really, you know, uh, put a price tag on.
0: Mm. Yeah, and but- certainly when you lose it
1: or when you see your loved ones, I mean, I've been out at an age where where I have people who've had, you know, through not any malice, but through neglect and ignorance, you know, uh, being carried off with a massive heart attack in their early 60s or mid 60s. And I'm thinking, you know, that's really no way to go. I mean, obviously it's nice to go quick, but I'd like to die young, very late in life.
0: No, I completely agree. And uh, so when, when you look at like the situation nowadays, though, I mean, we're surrounded by, you know, a system that kind of keeps feeding us stuff that seems to be hell bent on breaking down the body. So it becomes a matter of how do we push back against that from a standpoint of kind of reinforcing those internal structures?
1: And, and that's a great question. I mean, I, I mean, we all have the I mean, life is risk, and, and and it's a struggle. And and I guess the people who who can assess the risk, like you're in the you're in the business of assessing risk <laughs> with your investments. So the people that, that that know how to assess the risks the best, uh, uh, and and educate the people on on what they need to use in that struggle, uh, they they will likely um, you know be ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I hear a lot about the system but we are the system I mean uh, I, there's a wonderful book that just came out I haven't read it but I'd like to the title there's an eat anything you want but cook it at home diet
0: mm-hmm.
1: eat anything you want but cook it at home and I'm thinking when I go out to eat you know nine times out of ten I'll come home and I, I'm thinking now why did I do that so I there's only one, there's only one probably many more but there's only one rest, there's only one restaurant here that I go to with my wife who is French and considers bad food like criminal uh, so in the no restaurant that we will eat at, and we will come home and we'll sleep sleep easy mm-hmm. whereas whereas if I go out and I need something that's in our in our in, available um, likely enough I'll have a, a half burn after yeah. So we, you know, our body is telling us what not to do, and rather than than shut down some a uh, which is an easy fix uh, that has its own sort of issues with it, um, you know, can we can we cook at home?
0: Mm-hmm. You know. So what can we do from a from a standpoint of like let's just start with the gut? Like, what can be done to kind of promote Good gut bacteria. I mean, I know. Is it uh, yogurts are are good at that? Is that what probiotic yogurts are supposed to do?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's there's, there's also the the the, uh, the Koreans have a have a sort of fermented fermented vegetable product which they call kimchi, which is also yeah. good. Hmm. I I, you know, I I don't use kimchi. Uh, and I haven't eaten yogurt for quite some time, but there are, there are lots of good probiotics out there. I, I use a probiotic based, uh, isolated from the gut of a Swedish lady. <laughs> so I, I, I boast in having the gut of a Swedish lady. Mm. But whatever, I mean, whatever, whatever, um, you know, there, there are lots of, and the thing about it is now we live in a world of Dr. Google. You know, we can Google practically all information. Yeah. But then we then on top of that we need people like you. If I'm looking for financial advice, I go to you, who mm-hmm. are trusted financial advisor, to say here, um, you know, advise me on, on what are the risks of this
0: this this strategy. Or better still, I just pay you to do it for me mm-hmm. after we've established that trust. Gotcha. Yeah. So what would you what would you recommend in terms of like a strategy? I mean. Uh, as, well, if somebody has, so let's just let's just have a situation. So I mean, let's. I mean, the reality is a lot of people are dealing with situations where you know they're in their 50s or 60s, and you know a lot of these systems have broken down. Where do you start in terms of putting the body back together to make you know a last run to the end and have it do well? Well, I mean, there
1: there you're going into. The realm of, of treatment and cure claims, and I'm not a medicine person, so I mm-hmm. would not even even go there. Um, what I what I would what I would recommend for everyone, whether they be you know, trying to recover or trying to get to the home stretch, is is definitely uh, what a naturopathic physician I once met calls the basic seven, a good multi, extra A C D and E. A good probiotic and the fish oil hmm. and that's just and that's just for basic for basic maintenance in the system but if, if, if you did if you did have a friend that was that was trying to recover, I would definitely recommend that they go and see a naturopathic physician or a good experienced primary care physician hmm. or somebody that has that has the training because remember when we like, at least when I was growing up, you went to your doctor, he looked in your eyes, and he asked you to say, ah. And with those two views, he had a great look into your systemic health. And now we have the
0: machines that go beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at an enormous expense, trying to
1: find out that one little thing that that, that that is out of balance, where in actual fact the whole system is much more complex than just that one little thing. Yeah. And, and then we need we need a good we need a good person to hold us accountable. You know, whether it be our mother or father or sister or brother or our good friend that says, here, what are you doing? Yeah. Why 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 are you triggering another super insulin response by that huge dessert?" Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to get to the point where you start losing your eyesight or your limbs or your digits because of diabetes, type two diabetes, which could have been avoided. But it's hard. It's hard you know to 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 to, uh, to make those changes
0: yeah, I mean and clearly course, yeah. clearly nobody's going to make a change unless they've kind of embraced it themselves and have gotten to the point where you know they want to do it. Nobody can force somebody to effect a change exactly and all,
1: and all we can do, and that's why I think education. I mean, I, I keep saying ignorance is a powerful tyranny and hell is the truth learned too late. I, I had a, an epiphany by using a technology that gave me a read on what my nutrition was and that was eight years ago. And as, as a result of that read, which gave me actionable data upon which to make a decision, my, my profile and my choices have changed. So if nobody loves you enough to say, here, check this out, this might be something that that you need. Even if you don't need it at that time, at least it's it's, it's in your awareness. But it's much easier, I think, for all of us, like I always joke, because I'm a golfer, in life as in golf, you've got to find something to blame, but never ever blame yourself.
0: Well, we so, get, I mean, I, uh, yeah, we got to start somewhere, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's our, it's our responsibility. I yeah. mean, if, if you, if you, if you, um, I mean, if I, I had, a, I had a situation where I had a detached retina, which nearly lost me in my eyesight, in my right eye, and I talked to that about my, was a with an ophthalmologist, and he just said, well, why didn't you do your family history? It's all your fault, that you didn't know. Which is, which, is, which is maybe hard, but that's right. It's <laughs> hmm. quite on point. It's our body. Mm-hmm. We know how it feels. And you know a consciousness-based approach to our own health, while, it, while it, it's not the sexiest thing to do, it's probably the wise thing to do.
0: Well, that gets back to kind of changing the pace of life that we're living to be more aware of ourselves and the reality is we're so caught up in usually the day-to-day to not have that awareness and to push off anything that is negative feeling to well maybe there's a pill for that and I'll just you know cover up the symptoms so to speak it's, it's, it's true I mean we
1: all I think we all hope that it's not going happen to us and if it does, we all hope that the pharma, who we don't really are not very friends with, we hope that the pharma and the disease care industry has a fix for us. And and that may not be a, that may not be a good strategy because, so far as my reading is concerned, uh, I've seen is that is that those non communicable diseases that are many of them are just related to a crap diet. Exactly. Respond, do not respond well
0: to pharmaceutical interventions. So if you don't like them, then don't set yourself up to use them. Yep, I completely because, okay, agree. If
1: you, if you, if you, I mean, if you read the inserts on these drugs, and
0: I will use them when I need them, and I'm grateful that they're there. And I want the good people
1: who are making them to continue to push back the frontiers of science. So that they are available when I when or should I need them? But if you lay, if you look at the label inserts, which they're required by law to list all of the all of the side effects, because I mean, you, you wonder, you know, why would I be taking these? Yeah. Unless it's absolutely desperately necessary. But I mean, the challenge that, that you and I have, or that we all have, is is is, is um, you know, how do we how do we live a meaningful, healthy, and purposeful life, you know, as, as as we age? And what have we done financially and health-wise to set ourselves up for a life like that? Mm-hmm. And the only people we have to go to are uh, uh, are the people who 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 are, are the experts, like yourself, you know, counseling people on how to how to make sure that 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 their life doesn't outlive
0: their money, I, I mean, that's, so... Well, that gets into, like, a, another aspect, and you referenced it before when we had talked, was, um, you know, I had recently written an article about the financial impact of ill health, and the reality is, you know, if you do come down with, you know, some of these diseases, whether it's cancer or whatever... You know, it's financially catastrophic, so all of the good planning that a person could do or, you know, great jobs that they've held and money saved, you know, can all literally evaporate in a couple of years, and it's statistically been shown that, you know, that's the main cause for, you know, bankruptcy is uh, medical uh, situations, so...
1: And actually, there's another thing I, I learned from one, your, from one of your colleagues is that the, the, the I think the, the highest incidence or driver for early retirement is an aging and unwell parent. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to sell long-term care insurance. And of course, you know, we, we, we tend to call things euphemistically. Long-term care is not long-term care per se, it will give you a certain amount of money and when that runs out you better be dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But it takes it takes the pressure off your your immediate relatives to come up and to dig up dig into their money when your money is gone. So no these I mean, you know, I'm I'm at an age where these are things that are, are on on top of my radar. I was grateful, you know, when I was in my early 30s, early 20s, that, that, that a good person said, you know, pay attention to to your IRA or your 401k mm-hmm. because because you're having lots of fun, but it can go by very quickly. But a lot of people, you know, have the information and may not act on it at the right time.
0: Yeah, and that's really the key is, you know, you uh, know, I mean, there have been a couple of good points. I mean, accountability, I think, like you said, is is key. I mean, if we're not working with somebody to kind of keep the goals in front of us and stay focused, you know, we're not going to be able to do it. Um, Managing risk and investing in being healthier, you know, pays dividends in the long run, whether by money not spent in terms of healthcare expenses, or you know, obviously in terms of a better quality of life. So.
1: No, you you you, you hit them right. It's perfect summary.
0: Yeah. Um, so what is it? What is it that you, you do, Hans? Well, I, I guess
1: I guess I help people through those those difficult decisions of how and what are they doing to to age youthfully.
0: Gotcha. And get healthier.
1: I mean, that's basically what I do.
0: So you're basically uh, a lifestyle coach.
1: Well, yeah, and and you could call me lifestyle coach, yes. <laughs> I, there are too many coaches. Well, you know, too many, but, but yes, I mean, I, that's what I do. I, I, I coach people to to you know take a a step back yeah. and ask you know. And hopefully, hopefully they'll do it well, while they're still well. But but as you point out, you know when everything is going swimmingly, what's the motivation? Yeah. If, if it starts to go got broken down, that's not me. I'm not an empty. Yeah. I can't. I can't help you. I can help you by turning you on to good people who I would trust. Mm-hmm. But I would hope that I would hope that that um, you know I would be your accountability coach earlier on. Yeah.
0: In the process. Well, and that's that's the point. I mean pay now or pay later, right? It's a matter of, are you going to invest in, you know, living to age 90, age 100, and and kind of take care of yourself and do what you need to do? Or are you going to just put it all on black and hope for the best? I I like it. Put it all on black. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous but it's we really have to just kind of take responsibility for ourselves and and um, kind of ante up so
1: and and also I I would I would say that if we do that James you know if if we look at our public body as, as, as a body and we keep and we keep that body healthy if there are outbreaks of things that go wrong that we could that you know that are that are not preventable but they're serious sickness we can deal with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but we cannot deal. And 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 even you probably seen this too. The chairman of the Fed, I think, last year pointed to our sick care costs as yeah. driving our deficit. Yep. yep. And, and and that's not sustainable. No. Nope. So so something will happen legislatively <laughs> at some stage. I'm sure it will. Yeah. But so my point is, if we keep the majority of our Population healthy, then we can treat and we can deal with those unfortunate. Even if I be, I'm unfortunate but to become chronically sick.
0: <clears throat> no doubt, and I mean the other issue there is you referenced the uh, the Fed, but there's there's actually been a chronic amount of. Um, number of people who have actually been leaving the workforce due to illness or due to, um, some of it's due to the opioid epidemic. Um, and a lot of that opioid epidemic comes from pain management, you know, and failed pain management. And, you know, the reality is we've just got to take better care of our bodies so we don't put ourselves in a place where we're, you know, Going to not end up in a positive place down the road. We have to think longer term. So,
1: on that note, you just you just triggered a thought. The first person or the first TED talk I listened to, 2009, was an interview between Dean Ornish and Deepak Chopra, and I would encourage everyone to look at that. Hmm. Um, they were interviewed at one of one of the big TED talks, TED Medicine and down, down in San Diego. And Dean Ornish said at that stage, we were paying ten point seven trillion a year on disease care. And he said twenty seven percent of that is preventable. Now I think last year we we're up to three point three trillion. Now I'm not saying that we can save twenty percent of three point three trillion. What I would look at it is from a business perspective, that's a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any, any of the companies that I see out there that have managed to monetize modalities of prevention and wellness and useful aging, they will see enormous growth. Maybe I'm too old, but in, in a person who's starting their career at 18 or 20,
0: yeah.
1: they will see enormous growth in their lifetime. Yeah? So I, I think not only do we have responsibility to, to our own bodies, but we have a responsibility to to keep an eye on the wall or an eye on where the industries are moving so that we so that we don't, so that we have the financial needs to support life the way we want it to support it. And that's why people like you are absolutely essential.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat today. If somebody wants to learn more about the work that you do or kind of, Talk about um, wellness and um, so forth. How could they reach out to you?
1: They can reach out to me on, on Facebook, Hans Parge. They can reach out to me uh, via via email at hans.parge@yahoo.com.
0: Awesome. Well, again, thanks for taking the time to uh, chat today, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you in a little bit.
1: Thanks a lot, James. Thanks, Thank Hans. Thank you very much. Bye bye.